Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Still No Plan. I'm Jordan Granger, and I'm here with Autumn and our guest for today, Sam Bale, who is the founder of Third Place Bar NYC, which is like a pop-up non-alcoholic bar that throws events or partners with brands to throw events in throughout NYC. So we're super excited to talk to her about today about sober curiosity and also just drinking culture in New York in general and throughout your 20s. So Thank you so much for coming on, Sam. We are so excited to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we truly like this, obviously, is something we talk about a lot. I think a lot, our audience is very interested in the sober curious culture in general, especially in New York City. Um, but we would love to kick it off quickly with just kind of how'd you get here? What 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 was your life <laughs> like and what led you to coming on this podcast to talk about third place? Um, yeah, I'm trying to keep this short because there's, you know, I just turned 38. So there's a very, very long backstory to everything. But I think the the short version is, um, you know, I'm originally from Germany, I started drinking pretty early on at like age 15, 16, because it's legal to drink at 16. Um, that kind of just continued throughout college. Uh, then I moved to England for grad school, which is also has like a very heavy drinking culture. Um, then after that, I moved to New York City, which has, as we've like, we've already talked about this earlier a little bit, like a very um, sort of work hard, play hard kind of culture. I started working for a tech startup and it was literally just going out and getting pretty much trashed every night. Um, I, I always say like my relationship with alcohol was like I never necessarily had a big problem with drinking, but it definitely cost me a lot of problems. Like so many things in life that I missed because I was too hungover. Um, so many, you know, like drunk arguments, um, extreme mood swings and everything. Like my mental health just was never really great. And um, yeah, at some point I decided to see what it's like if I don't drink. And it literally only took me two months to decide this is the best thing I've ever done. Um, and here I am. <laughs> That's a I, short, very short version. <laughs> I love what you said. Um, I didn't really have a problem with drinking, but drinking caused me a lot of problems. And I think that that is such like just a good lesson to learn because that was kind of how I felt. Like, I don't think I fit this like alcoholic, at least my knowledge of what an alcoholic is. And like, I know that I can take extended breaks and I can, you know, only go out and have one glass of wine if I want to like, but there's a lot of problems that are occurring with the way that I'm currently drinking. So what would you say, like when you first, you know, you were like, I'm going to experiment with not drinking. What were the biggest like barriers to that in the beginning or how, how did you kick it off? Yeah, it was, um, it, it was actually really funny because I never really thought about quitting drinking for good. Like I'm again, like I'm 38 years old and for some crazy reason, it just never occurred to me that maybe it's an option for totally to totally quit because like I said I didn't necessarily have a problem with of, uh, with drinking I didn't consider myself to be an alcoholic or have any kind of dependency on alcohol I was definitely drink like you know by uh any kind of standards I was probably drinking way too much it's New York City you go out every single night right you go out catch up with friends, you go for a drink, you go on dates, you go for a drink, you go for dinner, you have a drink with it, right? Like, there's almost no 
restaurant that doesn't have cocktails on the menu and offers you a cocktail as soon as you sit down and then you have a glass of wine with your dinner and everything and then maybe you go out for a drink before and after so it's just so much such a big part of your everyday life that even if you're not necessarily at the point where you're craving the alcohol like you just kind of do it because it's just part of what you do it's just a habit um and I just happen to be in a not so great relationship with someone who had some issues with drinking and it was actually really funny because I found myself drinking a lot more just to kind of keep up and not be bothered by his drinking so much um really weird dynamic there um and at some point um when that when that ended I just realized I kept going to bars a lot just in order to you know get out of the house and do something and not sit home alone and um at, at some point I realized I, that was just not good for me I was you know I was crying a lot I was going through a break the breakup um my mental health was absolutely horrendous it was like ups and downs and mood swings and everything and but at the same time I also realized there um wasn't necessarily anywhere to go um, where I could just you know be with people and socialize and kind of have people around me and not just be home alone that didn't necessarily revolve around alcohol like especially in the evenings like if you think about it in New York City after let's say seven o'clock after the coffee shops close where where do you go right there's there's basically nowhere to go other than maybe in summer you can sit in the park um, and do some people watching, which I actually really enjoy doing. But other than that, there's there's literally nowhere to go. So um, I just realized that and kind of thought, like, I don't even want to drink. I just feel like I should be drinking because I'm at a bar. But I also don't have anywhere to go. But I also don't want to go home. So what do I do? And I literally just thought, this is really stupid. It's New York City. There should be something for everyone, right? Like, there should be some other place. And that's how I came up with the idea of having like a non-alcoholic bar. Um, that was before I even stopped drinking. That was six months before I stopped drinking. As I was doing research, and I was actually getting serious about it. I was like, no, this needs to happen. Um, and as I was doing the research and as I was getting more serious about starting something like third place, like actually like looking into starting events that eventually maybe lead to like a brick and mortar location, I started looking more into sobriety, started looking at accounts of, um, you know, people who quit drinking on on Instagram, started looking, uh, listening to podcasts and everything. And it sort of just occurred to me, like, maybe I should stop drinking, too. <laughs> uh, and, and, and initially I said, oh, I'm just doing this for research, like out of solidarity with like my customers, because like maybe I can just you know, drink less and still run a non-alcoholic bar or provide, you know, events for people that don't want to drink for a night. Like that's probably totally fine. But as I was just getting deeper and deeper into that, I had this like light bulb moment of, oh, like there's people that quit drinking without being alcoholics, without having, you know, a, a dependency on alcohol. Like maybe I should try that too. And then I literally just told people, hey, I'm just going to drinking for like a month or two and see how it goes and um yeah like I said it was after two months I was like yes this is this is what I needed um and it, it wasn't that hard for me because I jumped right into like the whole 
culture and community and starting third place. And I started, you know, going to, and obviously New York City, you know, I'm super privileged here. I have literally a non-alcoholic bar um, on my block. Like the one, the first and only non-full-time, like non-alcoholic bar in New York City is right here in the East Village. Um, There's a non-alcoholic bottle shop, Spirited Away, just, you know, a short walk away from here. So, um, and there's a lot of people in the whole community. Like one of my first events I went to was the after magazine launch AF as an alcohol free uh, magazine launch, which happened within like the first two or three weeks of me quitting drinking where I met a bunch of people. So this whole thing just I I got sort of very much engulfed um, by the whole community and and not just um just made me feel like oh there's other people who do this like I'm not a crazy person like this is the seem this is actually normal well you know maybe not normal in the grand scheme of things of society but there are people who do it and they're happy with it so this seems like a maybe I'm on the right track there um so so that was kind of like you know the the few months that led up to me quitting drinking and then the first few weeks and it it was it wasn't too hard like I was really excited about non-alcoholic drinks non-alcoholic beers and again because I kind of looked at it from a perspective of oh I'm also starting a business in that space it was almost like research and like being excited and trying out all the things and it kept me so busy that I didn't necessarily um you know notice that the the alcohol was missing mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you just filled your life with so many other exciting things that you didn't even feel a whole. But I, I want to yeah. say quickly, I think it's funny we keep branding New York or like Germany or England as like these drinking hubs, but I feel like everywhere is a drinking hub. Like I know there are some some countries and areas that aren't, but really it's perpetuated like our whole global society. It's not even just one city or one place. Like you go to any city in the U.S., and you'll definitely find a million bars and everyone's drinking before dinner at dinner after dinner <laughs> like it's just ingrained in our in our world at this point but I do think we're establishing sort of a new normal and so it's really exciting places like like third place bar I want to ask you or talk about inspo for the name third place bar mm-hmm. I saw your post about it and Jordan and I talk about this concept of a third place as well but I would love to hear you elaborate on that yeah, absolutely. That's probably one of my favorite things I think about the the business that I'm starting. So, um, you know, I love bars. I love my neighborhood bars. I love dive bars. I love having my local and I love, um, you know, I, I, I think it, it's just being part of a community of sorts, right? That's the social aspect of um, I have something in my neighborhood <clears throat> I go to. I know the bartenders. I know their shifts. I know the regulars. I know all the dogs that like always come there. <laughs> um, and it's and it's it just makes me feel a little bit more anchored. I think part of that might also be because I've moved around a lot. Um, you know, I've moved from moved out from home, moved to a different city in Germany to go to college moved to Manchester in England to a couple of different, like lived in a couple of different neighborhoods, three different neighborhoods there actually, um, moved around like different neighborhoods in New York City. And, you know, your neighborhood bar, at least for me, again, as someone who drinks or used to drink, um, that was sort of the anchor point. Like as, as soon as you like, you make friends with the bartenders at your neighborhood bar and that's like your thing, right? And that's where you go to. Um, at the same time, I also find neighborhood bars and I 
actually just had that conversation with a couple of people yesterday. Um, again, just thinking about the the idea of community. Um, I find neighborhood bars are, I call it the lowest common denominator for socializing. Um, you have to have no interest in climbing, running, knitting, um, book clubs, crafting, uh, church, whatever it is that people sort of gather around, right? Um, it feels like you always have to have that interest and your social life revolves around that shared interest. And sometimes I don't want to do anything. Sometimes I want to just exist in the space with other people around me. And I think bars in particular offer that to people. And I think that's actually extremely important. And and maybe, you know, there I'm sure there's people out there that are happy to go to a different run club every night. Like I'm part of a run crew. I run with them on Wednesdays. And I know people that run with run crews on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday morning, right? Like the, it's definitely it's definitely a thing where people are so into something that they just want to do it all the time and that's their social life. For me personally, I like to do a couple of things and a couple of hobbies and then also just sit and talk or not talk and just people watch, right? And and I think um, uh, neighborhood bars or just bars in general allow that for people to literally just be there and exist. Um, so, so that's kind of like my personal um, relationship with that. The concept of a third place in general comes from a sociologist, Ray Oldenburg, who um, sort of coined that term in the 1980s, who said that most people have um, several quote unquote places in their life or spaces. You have your first place, which is home. Your second place is work usually. And then your third place is any place outside of home or work where you have social connections. So that could be, again, a neighborhood bar, for example. It could be a coffee shop. It could be church. It could be the climbing gym or, you know, it could be a barber shop or a, a, um, a local salon, right? Like, um, I also want to point out, like, I, I got called out for calling myself third place and being a commercial space. And someone said, no, third places are supposed to be, like, free for the community. That is actually the title of Oldenburg's book is literally something like coffee shops, cafes, bars, and salons or something. So, like, he explicitly uh, calls out those sort of um, more commercial spaces as potential third spaces, too, or third places. Um so that was kind of the idea is really taking the concept of a bar as a third place, as a place where you have social connections um, and just remove the alcohol from it to say, like, we still have the atmosphere. We still have the function of it. We're just not encouraging drinking and uh, putting poison in your body, really. <laughs> and I saw you posted about something saying, like, well, if you're going to have a bar, why can't you just have you know, a long list of mocktails, but also sell beer and wine. And I, yeah. you touched on this earlier when you're talking about like your bad relationship and you felt yourself drinking more just to tolerate his drinking. And I think there's something to be said with like, even just having one or two drinks changes the headspace that someone's in, changes the energy that they <clears throat> project. And so even if your partner's not, maybe they're not a huge drinker, but they like to have one or two every night, that still puts them in a different 
playing level or if they're like smoking weed every night you're literally not on the same yeah cognizant (laughs) abilities at that point and so um having a space where you know everyone there is going to be on that same level Mm -hmm. is I don't know it's just so it sounds like it's like it's so like revolutionary it's so new like I don't (laughs) I don't know like for no alcohol in that way for our nightlife so it's um it's really exciting. I also think Europe does that concept of like people watching and sitting and just mm-hmm. being at bars mm-hmm. much better than we do in the U.S. And so mm-hmm. establishing something like that more in the U.S. is, I don't know, I'm really excited to like watch this grow. I think it's <laughs> going, I think it's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, the the reason why I um, think it's important to have these completely alcohol-free spaces um, is exactly for the reason that you you mentioned like as soon as you add it even if it's just one or two drinks and there's some people that drink other people that don't drink like it still changes the dynamic of that um the other thing is also there's actually multiple reasons um the other thing is also (laughs) because um it takes the decision making out of it uh which I do think especially for people that are trying to moderate like for me I could not it's not like I couldn't moderate but I have decision fatigue man like I make a thousand decisions every day and by the end of the day I don't even know what I want to eat right let alone like how much should I drink should I drink tonight what what am I doing tomorrow should I be drinking how much can I drink can I drink one glass of wine two glasses right um and then we tend to make maybe decisions that are not great for us so just to take the decision making out of it and make it easier for people to say well there's no alcohol we're not drinking easy um, and the third thing is actually also to um, d- just I, this is this is me. This is like the little anarchist in me to say, like, no, I am literally just challenging the status quo. I am challenging the assumption that if we socialize or if we do something that is social or fun or whatever, there should be alcohol there. I'm just I'm just removing that. And if you don't like it fine stay home like I don't care but I'm literally just want to challenge that and give people the opportunity to experience life <laughs> and experience an activity or a performance or whatever it is without alcohol and just see what that's like um I recently ran a sober drag brunch which is like unheard of probably to say like, because it's such a boozy affair, right? Like any drag show, like even the performers get paid in, in shots sometimes. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and brunch, obviously brunch is like, especially in New York city, it's like the biggest reason to like day drink. Right. So, and I'm like, you know what? No, we're not doing that. We're just not drinking. We got, we got the non-alcoholic mimosas the non-alcoholic micheladas and non-alcoholic espresso martinis. And we're just going to sit down and sit with our feelings and our emotions (laughs) and our maybe, maybe like boredom, maybe disinterest in the show maybe we realize we don't actually like drag brunch maybe we realize we don't actually like the people that we're with whatever it is right um or maybe we actually really enjoy it and appreciate the performers and appreciate the energy of the people around us and maybe we can find that within ourselves and that's awesome too right but whatever it is like the fact that you're just you have to like face reality um and maybe think about this in a like a little bit is such 
a novel concept, I think, to a lot of us, to most of us who drink and they're like 20s and 30s. I, I, I'm, I'm almost like there's, there's part of me, like I said, there's a little anarchist who's like, deal with it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, see how it, see how it goes, because I'm sure you're going to be just fine. And if you're not fine, then you know, this thing isn't for you. And maybe then you should be doing something else. Maybe then you shouldn't do drag brunch if you don't like it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit like, I don't, I don't, I'm gonna say like I like to cause friction but like at this point into sort of quitting drinking I do like to challenge people a little bit and just say like think about it I was actually just talking to one of my friends about dating um she lives in LA and she's dating in LA and uh I have not dated in a while I'm in a long-term relationship but I was talking to her and saying like yeah I think if I was dating again even though like I am allowing myself to have glasses of wine every once in a while and whatever, like I would love to go on first dates to a sober place because mm -hmm. I like drinking. And so I like anyone I'm with them when I'm drinking. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. I can become friends with literally Yay. anyone. Best friends forever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I think it's so cool because like something like this, I mean, it's then it's like we, she and I were literally talking about like, okay, but then what do you do? Like, Hey, do you want to go walk around the park? Do you want to like grab a coffee? But what do you do after work? Like that, like you said, there is no option. So I feel like this would be such a cool thing to be like, Hey, let's go grab a drink at like this non-alcoholic bar. And mm -hmm. if we don't like each other, then like, we don't like each other. We know yes. that we don't like each other and yes. we move on. Like why waste our time? Um, and I think at this point for me also, like if I was single, if somebody had an issue with like choosing not to drink, that would be an issue for me. Um, but I'm curious what types of people you get. Like when you are talking to your customers, what's your audience? Like are, how are people responding? What is kind of the energy? Like who is interested in this type of experience? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I do want to talk about the dating part a little <laughs> bit after baby, because that's also a really funny thing. Yeah. Um, so we get, it's an interesting mix of people. I think it's a lot of um, younger people, I'd say, in their like mid-20s that are, um, like there's definitely also some people that say like, I never really like drinking, but like my friends drink and I don't usually know where to go and what to do. So I'm bringing my friends here, uh, which is super nice. Um, like uh, another shout out to Timothy, Timothy Shu. He's been super sweet. He's been coming to a few events and he always brings like a huge crowd of people. We did like a massive picnic in the park the other day, like a booze fruit picnic pulled up with a huge cooler. And he brought like 20 people or something and was like, let's have a picnic in the park, but let's not drink. Also, that's actually illegal uh, to drink in public. So, <laughs> you know, um, but but it's it's definitely people like that and then it's also at the same time it's it's uh, people kind of more like my age and a little bit older that have just you know seen some shit and are basically like I'm done with it um I quit drinking definitely people who are also in recovery who are um sober because they basically had to get you know sober um in order to to get better um and and that are just like very very grateful that there is a space that normalizes it and where they where they feel because they've already you know gone through struggles and gone through the process of getting sober um and they just feel very seen and very welcome and i think that's absolutely beautiful that was never 
my plan. Sorry to everyone. <laughs> There's not like people are not welcome. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, but it was definitely never like the it, it didn't even necessarily occur to me when I when I started third place. Like the idea was just like, well, it's just for people who want to like not drink for the night, right? And not mm -hmm. feel like they should be drinking. It's it's literally just for people that don't want to feel awkward because they're just ordering a seltzer. Um, and all of a sudden there's this like huge group of people that is actually like very, very grateful that um, they're finding sort of there's visibility for them and a space for them and a way where not drinking and maybe even to some extent the aspect of like talking about their own recovery is not stigmatized, is not shameful. Um, but it's sort of normal. And um and 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 as much as I don't necessarily, you know, there there's I share quite a bit of stuff about myself. People at my events share some amount, but it's not a meeting. It's not an AA meeting. Like there's not a lot of trauma dumping or anything going on, right? It's like it's kind of almost just the assumption that like everyone has their own story and their own reasons. And we get it. Like we understand that we choose not to drink and we also understand that this is something that's kind of unusual and we're in this together and it's really really beautiful actually to see people connect regardless of what reason brings them to third place i recently went and then we'll get into the dating question because i do want to talk about <laughs> more, but i recently went um, w with one of my friends to his like corporate Christmas party mm -hmm. and I wasn't drinking at it and the amount of questions like it was like him and his like four business partners and like one of the wives pulled me aside and was like are you pregnant like and like another one was like oh like why aren't you drinking are you like doing whole 30 and like mm -hmm. just like and just the I, I it was always interesting to me the like Mm -hmm. boldness that people feel they have mm -hmm. a right to know and it's fine I'm obviously like was yeah. post especially when I wasn't drinking was posting a ton about it like was yeah. oversharing on the internet so I mm -hmm. was happy to share with people about it but I am sure for those people who have been sober for years and are always having to go out and say oh I'm in recovery like I'm an alcoholic mm -hmm. I can't drink it gets so exhausting and probably ruins the socializing experience because like you said it's like it's a traumatic it can be traumatic and mm -hmm. they may it might be something they're really proud of I'm yeah. sure but they don't need to always talk about it and creating yeah. that space where it's like yeah I can go and order a seltzer with lime and nobody's gonna be like are you pregnant or like why are yeah. you not drinking it's just like oh yeah, yeah. that's the option here so like take that yeah. conversation topic off the table <laughs> and we can like talk about something else because it was just crazy to me how people feel like they have to know why you're not drinking if yeah. you're at somewhere like a bar or a restaurant or a corporate event or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, like that's kind of the goal of third place is to just make it normal and make it not awkward and and um allow people to feel welcome. And 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 again just going back to like my own story when I stopped drinking and started you know, doing stuff around third place kind of jumped into like the the industry and the business side of it. That just being surrounded by people where that for whom like not drinking is the norm made me feel so much more comfortable and so much more welcome and made me not feel like the crazy person who decides to never drink it. Well, it's never the plan to never drink again, but like to not drink. Um 
that is and and I, I just think there needs to be a lot more out there I actually had that conversation so my minor sidebar I had that conversation yesterday with someone too where I said you know it's sort of really it bothers me that there is no middle ground between either you drink or you go to AA and there's mm-hmm. like nothing in the middle I actually had that conversation with um Paige who runs a wonderful Instagram account called Sober and Funky um she used to run a bar in New York City and party pretty hard and she got sober and um, we we all we we talk and like a lot and gossip about brands that are like you know promote booze and stuff we always um always get annoyed by that um but but Paige and I also talk about how there's like no like quote-unquote AA light you know like just for people that are sober <laughs> curious yeah you know what I mean like sober curious like maybe talk about it um and are just like want to do something or go somewhere where you know they they can explore that side um that isn't necessarily at the level of you know sharing with people or having people share that have really seen some shit and where things got got really really bad right because they might not identify with that and as with everything in life i think being able to identify with you know people around you or the people that kind of do the thing that you aspire to do or be is super, super important. And if I hadn't had those people around me that are almost exactly like me, like almost the same age, same sort of like interests, like, you know, people with tattoos and piercings and we're tasting music and um, who are in their mid thirties and then just decided to quit drinking, but still go to shows and still are cool right? Like if I hadn't had that around me, it would have probably been a lot harder for me if it was just, um, you know, people that are like, yeah, I hit rock bottom and I crashed my car and I lost my job and I lost my wife and my house and everything. I'd be like, okay, like it's not that bad for me. So I'm just going to keep drinking. (laughs) Like, you know know what I mean? And, And for me, like actually finding that community was extremely important. And that's kind of what I'm hoping we'll get to is definitely happening on social media already. And I'm hoping that there are more in-person, um, you know, businesses, events, community group, uh, groups that are that are happening for people that, again, like AA light, sober curious, uh, anonymous, maybe not so anonymous, who knows, um, <laughs> um, that that where where people can just explore that and and get support and feel welcome and normal Mm -hmm. so what's your take oh I was just gonna say one sidebar and then we can go into dating too but on that note so many sidebars (laughs) I don't know if you know about Millie Gooch but she has um she's in the UK and she Mm -hmm. has sober girl society and it's like Mm -hmm. similar concept to like no booze babes and she has these cute stickers for like so instead of sobriety pins you can have like Mm -hmm. cute stickers and I just love that we're like starting this romanticizing of like sober curious and like yeah. it's cute and it's fun and it's girly and it's mm-hmm. not like dark and depressing and dreary like there's still like rainbows yeah. and butterflies on the other mm-hmm. side without alcohol if that yeah. makes sense but yes to dating and drinking I want to know all about it <laughs> um oh am I am I oh I need a I need a cue here <laughs> a cue okay. oh, yeah. a cue a better cue so what has your experience with dating mm-hmm. and no alcohol been like in these last however many months or years, I don't know how long it's been, but how has that been for you? 
Yeah, um, I have been dating very little because I basically work two jobs. I don't think I mentioned that I still have a full-time job. Um, so I work nine to five as a data engineer. And then in any break possible, I squeeze in. And like the weekends and the nights, I squeeze in uh, third place bar stuff. So very, very little time um, for anything, really. I did go on a few dates and... um. Yeah, it was it was really fun. It's kind of funny for me that person also at the same time was kind of taking a break from drinking, but didn't have any plans to like quit drinking. Um, so it worked out pretty well because we're kind of on the same page. But it's the funniest experience to be going out with someone and just be awkward and not have alcohol to make it not awkward. Like, you just have to fully embrace your awkwardness and fully lean into it and be like, God, I'm so awkward right now. And and for me, you know, I it's a little bit easier maybe because I'm, I'm clearly an extroverted person. I've done a ton of, like, public speaking and everything. You know, I took improv classes last year, which might help <laughs> with things, too, with, like, having zero shame uh, performing in front of people or, or saying anything. So, um like it's 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 definitely easy for me but but again like just going back to what i said earlier i wish more people could experience that and embrace that awkwardness and just just sit with it and be like oh this is really awkward and then like you know if he walks me to my front door and then it's like are we going to kiss now like is this oh my god this is so weird and like and then you start talking about it and giggling and making jokes and whatever, where usually, you know, by the time you get to the point where, you know, someone walks you to the door, you like three, four drinks in and you just kiss because that's just what happens, right? You don't even think mm -hmm. about it. Um, and again, like in a weird, maybe slightly masochistic way, like I enjoy being fully aware of that and noticing and observing my own, like how I act in those kinds of situations and I think it's it's actually really funny and I and I and I do think um for anyone who's you know thinking about being sober and is dating and everything I would recommend just trying to do it like what what's what's the worst that could happen right like you have an awkward date or awkward night or whatever probably still better than a worst thing that could happen if you get really drunk so you know it, the 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 only thing that might happen is that you're like oh this is really awkward and I don't think I like that person and um that's okay and then you go home and then you don't talk to them again um very <laughs> low very low shame and regret in in that case right um so 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 that's that's one side of it um the other side however and this applies maybe both to dating and to me also just to like other relationships like friendships like I am there's a sidebar on how I think we put way too much emphasis on romantic love and and um relationships and less emphasis on community as such um this is also like the 38 year old single woman talking um I don't have cats but you know <laughs> mentally emotionally I probably I'm probably like a cat lady um of like how uh you know your friendships and the connections that you make with other people are 
also so much cooler because you know if you meet someone and you hit it off with them it's because you actually really like that person like no no alcohol involved so I recently met someone um I'm gonna call him out hey deal uh deal James he's a <laughs> he's a musician he literally just approached me on Instagram said he just moved to New York City um he's uh he got sober um and he just thinks it's cool what I do and like we met in person I actually had him uh, play some music at a at an event I organized and we just hit it right off he has like the same level of like energy like a lot of energy you know having 17 conversations at the same time <laughs> kind of just like getting super excited and and also being like very blunt to some extent but in like a loving way and we hit it off right away and I'm like this guy is so cool and like six months later I still think he's really cool and I still remember the first time we met in person and I got I went home that night I thought I am so happy we had an amazing conversation and I know this was real this wasn't just me being you know drunk in a bathroom being like oh my god we're best friends forever right because like I've done that too and then I maybe got someone's number and then we met up and we're like oh yeah like we don't actually have anything in common um, and, and I think that's also to just a huge benefit to, to think about when you're meeting people. And again, like whether that's dating or just um, platonic relationships and friendships that the relationships that you have are real. And, and if you get along, that's, you know, twice as awesome. If you don't get along, that's also totally fine. Mm-hmm. And even though this is just, that's just not the person for you. And that's okay. I also, I can't even count on my hands the number of times that I've bonded with someone like drunk in the bathroom. Yeah. And then you see them again the next time and it's not fun again or cool again until mm-hmm. you're both drunk. Yeah, like that. exactly. Like, you see them again at like the pregame or whatever. And you're like, Hey, how's it going? And you kind of just like, yeah. get awkward about it. And you have like two drinks or three and you're like, hey we're best friends you know like you're only friends if you're in that state of yeah. mind which I think is interesting or and weird but also I love what you're talking about just embracing being awkward like embrace being awkward and like you're already established friendships and relationships too like it's not like just because you've been friends with someone or dating someone for five years doesn't mean that you're never going to have a weird interaction or mm-hmm. like you know, a moment where you're not clicking as much as you normally do. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many ebbs and flows and even these established relationships. And I feel like people are so, I don't know if it's like phones and social media, but people are so averse to anything a little Mm -hmm. bit uncomfortable or a little bit weird. And like, you can go to dinner with your mom and have kind of a weird dinner and maybe have nothing Mm -hmm. to talk about. I don't know. I just feel like not every dinner is going to be perfect. Not every night out is going to be the most fun night out ever, even with drinking. Wait, you just quoted me. Did you watch the TikTok I posted or the Instagram I just posted? Well, I did watch that. I didn't mean to quote you. I was really just funny. I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) Like, I didn't even mean to tie it in that way. But yeah, yeah, like, you can can go on, you know, we're Jordan and I are talking, you can go on vacation and have kind of an okay vacation. Like, it wasn't the best vacation. Like, yeah, we were talking about Yeah. (laughs) I, I use the term like medium fun um and like I like I, like I said the the video I just posted recently I had this like 
epiphany on the dance floor at like a techno club where it's just like I wasn't feeling it and I looked at the people around me and I was like oh my god everyone is so high and having such an amazing time I just wish I could get fucked up right now and then I was like but I'm still okay like I'm not like vibing I'm not like having an amazing time but like I'm glad I'm here it's really fun like being with my friends like it's super nice I'm glad I get to see this club for the first time and like you know it's it's still good like I'm I'm glad I'm here I don't I don't want to be at home like I enjoy being here I'm just not like at a hundred percent of like hell yeah this is amazing I love the music I'm like totally vibing and then I went outside like there's a huge like courtyard at that club with like picnic benches and stuff I went outside and just like did some people watching and my friends came out and we chatted and I had an amazing I loved it like and I was like yes that is just what I needed. I did not need to be in a loud, like sweaty, incredibly hot and humid basement with like very intense techno music. But at this point at two o'clock on a, on a like 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I just had to sit outside in a, in a backyard and like talk to someone and just like mm-hmm. sit down and relax. And that is OK. And I, and I coined it, as I said, like medium fun is also fine. And it doesn't mean I'm I'm not saying like I only have medium fun um when I when I go out, right? It's not like my life ended and like all I do is medium fun. But like I have a lot of amazing nights. Like especially I think I noticed that live concerts in particular, like mm-hmm. still do it for me, even when I'm sober. I'm just like so excited to see bands and stuff and I like scream and dance around and everything. Um and 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 uh and and then I have some nights where I'm like yeah this is this was cool or like even concerts where I'm like yeah this was fine I, I'm glad I went I liked it and that's cool and if I have nights where I'm like Ugh, really didn't want to be here I really don't like it like I'm just not gonna do it again right but I feel like we are so afraid of having like a not great amazing experience like 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 you said earlier like just having that discomfort of like I'm awkward I'm bored I'm not feeling great is that the worst thing that could happen to us no like you'll be just fine this is also like to be fair like I'm I've run like a couple of marathons in like the past year so maybe there's also something in my brain that's like yeah I'm okay with like extreme amounts of discomfort um where I just like it's fine it's not the end of the world right like even a marathon you know within reason obviously if you get injured and like you know get a heat stroke or whatever it's terrible but if it's just uncomfortable it's fine right Mm -hmm. like it's discomfort is is okay and I think we're like really avoiding discomfort to the extent that is detrimental to us just you know recognizing and understanding who we are and how what we're like and getting a little bit closer to like ourselves sort of like I I always think of like you know the 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 person this is maybe difficult to explain without like seeing it on the on the podcast but like this is me as a person. It's like my spine, right? Like my 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 head and my spine and then my legs all the way down, like a straight line. And everything that I am is sort of this like big bubble around me. And to me, like 
embracing discomfort and embracing, you know, be observing what I'm like in those kinds of situations makes that bubble a little bit tighter and like centers Mm -hmm. the things that I do and that I am a little bit more into like closer to my spine closer to my bones and closer to who I actually am it's a very esoteric way of describing it I'm sure there's 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 other one do you get what I'm saying it's like I just feel like I understand the margins of my personality like where it where where it starts and where it ends a lot better now because I'm not just like I don't want to say the word numbing, but like mm, diluting it with a lot of, you know, alcohol, substances, distractions. And I think that's really cool. And it Mm. it took me a long time to get there. Like I'm 38. This is like almost 20 years of therapy. It's It's a lot of medications. It's a lot of like attempts at meditation. It's, it's running like thousands of miles. It's, it's it's every single like mental breakdown you could possibly imagine right it took me a really really long time to get to a point where I'm like oh this is who I am and that's actually really cool like sick like this is cool I like that I think back to like when we were like 13 and I don't know like flirting with boys or like having (laughs) sleepovers with your friends where you're like up until like midnight giggling and like cracking up and it's like (laughs) I don't know I have this like really strong sense of nostalgia for like that era of my life Mm -hmm. and I think part of it is because it was like right it was before I started drinking and Mm -hmm. it was like so you were so present and when you had Mm -hmm. a really fun giggly moment with your friends it was like wholeheartedly because the thing you were giggling at was funny Mm -hmm. and you were having a good time with your friends it wasn't like because you guys were stoned talking about nonsense and like (laughs) I think that looking if I think back to those times I don't think about like I don't know there's like this other like really vivid memory of like flirting on the dock with one of my with like one of my guy friends and like Mm -hmm. I'm sure was really uncomfortable for a while but like all I remember was like the funny like cute little like child romance that we had Mm -hmm. and it's like when you're giggling with your friends like I'm sure there were uncomfortable awkward moments leading up to like the fun giggly pinnacle but all I remember is like the fun giggly pinnacle of Mm -hmm. it and so now we're like so obsessed with making sure that from start to finish mm-hmm. the night has no bro yeah. like you, yeah. you jump in and it's fun and nothing's uncomfortable with your friends and you have the best night of your life and it's like it's okay to like break the ice like there yeah. is a moment of like oh hey like let's like remember what we bond about and what yeah. our friendship is about and like what makes us laugh and be fine with that and I just yeah I mean to everything you said like hundred percent agree and I just feel like we are so obsessed with start to finish perfection and enjoyment of time that it's mm-hmm. like look back to your happiest memories like there's probably discomfort in them mm-hmm. but you just that's not what you remember because you remember the good parts which is great but like you have to live the uncomfortable parts too <laughs> are we gonna get kicked out of this call I think counter. <laughs> no it won't kick us out but we should wrap oh, up okay. anyway okay <laughs> um, I was like I was like watching the counter like (laughs) no you're fine yeah but um yeah I mean I think this has just been like such an incredible conversation I really love what you just said about finding your boundaries I could talk about this for hours and hours but I would love to wrap out wrap up with like 
where can people find you? First of all, find you personally. And then how can people get involved in these third place events where how can people find out about those? Yeah, absolutely. So I am all over the internet, obviously, on social media um, at uh, at Third Place Bar NYC. So third spelled out, T-H-I-R-D, Third Place Bar NYC, both on Instagram and TikTok. Um, my TikTok is a little bit unhinged. So um, <laughs> the, the Instagram is definitely where I'd put the slightly more serious content. Um, and uh, people can Go also go to thirdplacebar.nyc, the website, and sign up for the newsletter there, or click the link in the bio, both on the TikTok and Instagram. So I think signing up for the newsletter is the best option to stay in the loop on events. Um, we've got a couple of things coming up, a couple of cocktail classes uh, next week and the week after that I'm super excited about. Uh, they're fully booked though, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm so excited that, that people are, are um you know excited about doing these classes and then we have a bunch of running like run crew takeovers coming up in the next month in august and september this is super not announced yet i think by the time the podcast comes out it's probably going to be um probably going to be public so we're teaming up hopefully fingers crossed with a local brewery that has non-alcoholic beers to sponsor uh, drinks like post run drinks for several run crews in New York City, mostly Brooklyn, including a very long run to Rockaway Beach, like a 20 mile run or something. And we're just going to pull up with like non alcoholic beers to tell people about the beauty of, you know, not drinking alcohol after you run 20 miles. Um, <laughs> that is going to happen. That's in uh, collaboration with the Phoenix, which is a lovely not for profit in New York City that supports people that are sober. And um, yeah, in terms of like the more social events, we have weekly Monday night walks uh, in the East Village. Literally just walks. That's all we do. Again, just going back to lowest common denominator right sometimes people just want to exist they don't want to run or rock climb or do anything walk seems like a fairly accessible uh activity which i'm super excited about so um that's also organized by the phoenix but i live in the east village so i'm usually there uh that's that's every monday night so that's also on the website and the um the link in bio uh, for upcoming events. And then anything else in terms of social events that are coming up in the next few months, still TBD. I'm planning, I'm plotting, I'm scheming. And um, I'm just super, super excited about the positive response I've been getting so far. And anyone who wants to get involved or, you know, organize an event together, uh, have me bartend like a, a bigger event, just hit me up anywhere really and <laughs> and and i'm i'm happy to come with my little bar and set up and and uh provide some non-alcoholic drinks awesome well thank you so much sam this has been incredible we have had such a good time chatting with you um and yeah hopefully hopefully we'll have you back on keep this conversation going yeah thank you so much really enjoyed it thank you <laughs>